This request came to me courtesy of Instagram messages. Okay, Georgie, what do I need to do to stop eating when I'm satisfied? I keep overeating. The first thing that I think of is I need to help this person figure out why they are eating past satisfaction so we can figure out how they can stop. And that's also the last thing that I'm going to ask directly. I mean, imagine it. Can you imagine if you wrote a question to someone like, how do I stop eating when satisfied? And the person wrote back, well, why are you eating past satisfied? Like that just, ooh, way harsh, way direct. And that's why people reach out because they need a hand figuring this stuff out. It can be baffling when you want to behave a certain way, but you keep seeing yourself do the opposite over and over and over again. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this. So hopefully we can all come away with a little less, what the heck is wrong with me? And a little more, oh, that's why I do that. And even better, oh, so if I want to stop doing that, I know what to try. This is the Breaking Up with Binge Eating podcast, where every listen moves you one step closer to complete food freedom. Hosted by me, Georgie Fear, and my co-coach, Mary Claire Brescia. When people are recovering from binge eating disorder or just emotional overeating, they typically go through a phase where their most severe symptoms have resolved, but they're still overeating. And by that, I mean, they might not have episodes where they feel like they've lost control completely or eaten until physically ill, but they still sometimes eat until they're more full than they'd like to be. It's important to celebrate this change because it is a sign of progress. Give yourself a pat on the back before you look at fixing the next problem. There's progress in realizing I know what I'm doing. I'm choosing to eat past satisfied compared to feeling like you're just powerless and not in control. So if you were my hypothetical client and you found yourself in this phase, we'd want to figure out why you kept eating past the feeling of satisfaction and more importantly, what we can do about it. So today's episode is applicable if you've ever struggled with the elusive idea of eating just enough. As I mentioned, if you asked me what you need to do to stop eating when you're satisfied, my response is most likely going to include questions. I'd want to talk about it. Have you tried to stop eating a little sooner? If so, what happened? Your answer would give us valuable information. Most people say, yes, I've tried, and blank happens when I try. In a moment, I'll go through some of the common answers and what each can mean. But first, there's a fraction of people that will actually say, no, I haven't yet tried to stop overeating. I just know I want to. And that's okay. It is really scary to try something new, and especially if you aren't sure how it will go, what dangers or risks might present themselves. And if you're doubtful that you can succeed, these can all interfere with our willingness to try. It's tough to muster enthusiasm to give something an honest shot if you don't feel like you have a lot of faith you know what you're doing. So if you haven't yet tried to stop eating when you're satisfied, knowing what to expect can help you take that leap. Here's what you should expect. First, your food will still taste the same, and it will be just as enjoyable. If you've been enjoying meals where you customarily overeat, it can be tempting to think, well, shoot, if I don't eat until I'm quite stuffed, does that mean I don't get to enjoy my meals anymore? Not at all. Overeating doesn't make the mealtime experience good. What feels good about eating is mostly alleviating our hunger, sharing time with people we care about, enjoying pleasant tastes, 
and the positive feelings we get from taking a break and doing something just to nurture ourselves. The only thing that will actually change is that you stop eating slightly earlier and you feel slightly different in your body. If you're in the habit of eating until you feel overfull, you probably get to a comfortable level of fullness in an hour or two after the meal, when you've digested a little bit. So if you intend to stop eating just a little bit earlier and you try and do that, you're sort of skipping ahead to that feeling that you got after the initial overstuffed feeling fades, or you're just kind of comfortable. The bloating's gone, you're relaxed, and you feel like, yeah, I'm all set. Importantly, I don't want you to try to stop eating when you're still hungry. Just work in very small shades. I recommend people who feel like they're overeating, just think about taking three bites less of food, feeling how that goes, and seeing if they want to adjust more after that. There really is no hurry. And if you think, but Georgie, I'm overeating by a really dramatic amount, that's okay. Just try and overeat by three bites less. It's common to have worries and fears that you might be too hungry with a slightly smaller amount of food, but typically those don't materialize. You might not notice much of a difference at all, or maybe you'll notice a small shift, but there's not going to be any drastic spike in suffering from eating just a smidge less if the amount you have been eating has been bringing you to an uncomfortably full place. And you can always remind yourself, if I do get unbearably hungry, I'll get something to eat then. If you haven't tried to make a small change, I encourage you to take the first step and simply give it a try. Now, let's switch lanes. And let's talk about if you have tried, even if you have tried hundreds or thousands of times and haven't been able to make it go well. Let's talk about what happened. Here are some of the things I've heard. I've tried to stop eating when I'm satisfied, and I thought I did, but a few minutes after the meal, I realized I still overate. It's like that stuffed feeling came on later. When I try to stop eating before I'm super full, I get angry when I think about not being able to eat as much as I want. My parents are watching me like a hawk. If I don't have seconds, I'll hurt their feelings. I always find a reason why it's okay to keep eating, like I did a hard workout today, or it's Friday, I should celebrate the weekend. I try to stop it satisfied, but it's like I can't get myself to leave the kitchen and go back to my desk. I just want one more thing, and then one more thing. I've tried to stop it satisfied, but the food is just so good, I want to eat all of it. I think I just want to finish with something sweet, and then I think I want something salty, and then something sweet again, and before I know it, oof, overfull. Do some of these sound familiar to you? I thought they might. So let's go through each one. If you feel like you have tried to stop eating when you're satisfied, but you realize a while after the meal ended that you did indeed get too full, you're on the right track. It takes practice over many meals to get a feel for what your body's sensations feel like and to get a feel for how they develop over time. For example, you might notice that once you stop eating, you keep feeling more and more full for about 20 or 30 minutes. So that can act as your guide. You want to stop eating at a place early enough so even after the 20 or 30 minutes of continued hunger development, you still won't be in the overfull zone. Just keep practicing. Pay attention to the time course of your sensations and you'll get better with time. Another thing that may have happened to you is you don't notice you're satisfied until you are already past it, edging closer to the stuffed mark. Again, this is not unusual, and it's not something to blame yourself for. 
is definitely not an indicator that you won't be able to use hunger and satiety to manage your eating. Think of it this way. When you're nearing the end of a meal, the first signals of being satisfied are quiet. They're very, very easy to ignore. A comfort, a settled feeling, some relaxation, an easing in your drive to eat. But a good conversation or amazing home-cooked meal can override those subtle cues. You might not hear your body saying, ah, I'm satisfied, if your mouth is like, hell yeah, this is the best prosciutto and fig pizza ever made. Of course, if you keep eating, your body will give you louder and louder signals that it's had enough to eat. It might start shouting, I'm full, by increasing pressure in your belly to the point where it hurts. You might get outright pain and nausea if needed to get your attention. If you've only been stopping when you notice the loud satiety signals, you can learn to hear the quieter signals. I had my hearing tested earlier this year, and the audiologist gave me instructions to raise my right hand if I heard a beep in the right ear and my left if I heard the beep in my left ear. Super easy, right? Now, some of the beeps were really clear. I could distinguish them no problem. But some of them were really high or really low pitches. And some of them were louder, and some of them were very, very soft. So as I was trying to make sure I you know, got all the things right, I closed my eyes and just focused on the listening. I didn't talk or fiddle with my phone. I was very intent on, like, I am going to hear those beeps. And that's exactly the mode that can work to learn the very quiet early signs of satisfaction. You may have to turn your attention away from all the external things going on and just listen for a second. You're not always going to have to be that careful. If you've been missing the quiet signals of first reaching satisfied, it's going to take some extra attention to get a hang for it, but then it's going to get easier and easier. Let's say you've tried stopping at satisfied in the past, but what happened was you got angry. I've known people that felt an upwelling of full-on rage when they tried to stop eating before they were overfull. If this has happened to you, don't judge yourself for it, just notice it. As I mentioned in an earlier episode on rebellion and resentment, anger is a natural response to being forced into something or being harmed by someone. Rebellion tends to come up when we feel controlled or confined, and we want to reclaim our freedom of choice. If anger and rebellion come up when you try to make positive changes in your food behaviors, they may be lingering responses to an earlier time when you did not get to make your own food decisions, or when someone forced you to diet, or when you had no ability to get enough to eat. I encourage you to listen to that episode on resentment and rebellion. And if you feel like you can't reduce your anger by reframing the situation and using the tips in that podcast, consider talking with a therapist or counselor about your emotions. They can help you figure out maybe where this anger is coming from. And then you can develop a plan together to work toward your goals, despite having some strong emotions. There's absolutely nothing wrong with feeling angry. I would just hate to see you not meet your goals because you had to keep working so hard to avoid the anger. Perhaps you've tried to stop eating as satisfied and found that meals on your own went quite smoothly. But then every time you visit your parents or go to a dinner party, you end up lamenting in the car afterward, oh, why did I eat so much? It's possible that the people distracted you from feeling your body's signals, but it could also be that you're eating extra because you're concerned with making other people happy. 
If you notice you're thinking, well, well, she made this just for me, or, oh, he'll be hurt if I don't eat a full piece of pie, this is probably what's happening. To help you have more success with avoiding getting too full in these situations, the key thing to keep in mind is no one is happier because you overate. Your hosts want to see you be satisfied. Your parents and friends want you to feel loved and taken care of, and that's why they smile when you're happily digging into their special apple crumble. But they aren't thinking, oh, I hope she gets so full she has to unbutton her pants. Oh, better yet, if she has heartburn and tosses all night, I'm just going to be blissed right out. Of course not. That's not what they're going for. So don't overfill yourself in a mistaken effort to show appreciation. Instead, eat what's comfortable and give heartfelt thanks. Tell people how much you appreciate them and how much joy it brings you to spend time with them. That will be what really warms their hearts. Another thing that may have happened when you try to avoid overeating is that you notice one more thing and one more thing add up to too much. The one more thing parade can happen for a few reasons. One, if you don't eat enough to actually be satisfied, as anyone who's been on a diet knows, your hunger will keep you thinking about food for a long time after the meal. So make sure you've eaten enough to be physically satisfied. If you'd be happy to eat more broccoli or turkey at the end of a meal, you're probably still hungry. But if you know the one more thing pattern is not happening because you're still hungry, that's a different thing. First, if you notice yourself get caught in the sweet, salty ping pong, recognize this is not about hunger, but about pleasure seeking. By switching back and forth between the two different flavor profiles, they both stay interesting and rewarding because of the contrast. So you'll want to eat more if you're switching back and forth between sweet and salty foods than you would have if you just ate the sweet thing or just ate the salty thing. Since you can't change this aspect of your brain, I suggest just recognizing it. If you decide to end your meal with a sweet taste, so you have some dessert or some chocolate, and then you think, mmm, but now I want something salty, my advice is to recognize, oh yeah, that's the sweet salty ping pong. How neat that brains do that. But I'm done. Just because something occurs to you and seems appealing doesn't mean you have to go get it. Sweet salty ping pong is fun for the taste buds, but it can also lead to overeating. So alternate or combine sweet and salty tastes in your planned meals and snacks, but don't let yourself get dragged into overtime just to keep the fun going. Secondly, the one more thing pattern can pop up and cause you to overeat when you're putting something off, like you don't want to go back to work. In this case, it falls under my definition of procrastinating, stalling by getting snacks. Procrastination is such a pervasive difficulty for people that there's tons of books and articles on how to change it. My advice has always been shift the procrastination from being food-centric to being non-food-centric rather than trying to stop stalling altogether. Well, I am stalling, you might say. If I'm not ready to face that afternoon spreadsheet, why don't I at least stall another five minutes outside the kitchen? I can stretch that perpetually tight hamstring of mine. Lastly, the one more thing parade after a meal can be kicked off because you need a rest. If you notice, you tend to eat till overfull on days that you are really busy. Take a step back, look kindly on your behavior pattern. You're working really hard and trying to juggle a lot of things, but you aren't a machine. Your brain needs rest time from cognitive demands, in addition to the sleep you get at night. 
And if you do emotionally challenging work for a long stretch, by the way, taking care of kids and yourself can be emotionally taxing. It's essential to give yourself time to process all of that. It takes more time than a 15-minute lunch break. And if you don't take that longer break to let yourself rest, guess what happens? Something is going to give. And it might feel to you like the inability to drag yourself to your next task. Like you just have to stand there a few more minutes, staring into space, crunching on cereal out of the box. It's not you being lazy. It's you needing a break and resisting taking one. So your brain is overriding you, causing you to zone out in the Cheerios before you burn out. The cure, as you might expect, is to work on developing your willingness to take breaks for things other than food and bathroom breaks. But I don't have time. You just thought that, didn't you? That's the resistance talking, and it's just a false story. You can take two minutes somewhere in your day to just breathe. If you're zoning out and eating to the point of overfulness, there's already some wasted minutes of eating in there, aren't there? So why not use those same minutes to rest your brain without the unnecessary intake of food? One song, that's all I ask. Try to find enough time in the day to play one song on your phone without working. And then you can go back to all the productive things. If that willingness to stop working long enough to play one song is the ticket that you need to stop overeating, wouldn't it be worth a try? If you found one of these descriptors to be a good match for your experience with trying to stop overeating, I hope you won't quit on yourself and try the techniques I suggested. Whether it's focusing inward, to try listening for the quieter sounds of satisfaction, or focusing on expressing our appreciation for someone in a way other than overeating on their food. These things can and do make a difference. If you'd enjoy listening to me work with individuals on their emotional eating, binge eating, and overeating issues, I highly suggest checking out the premium podcast. You can sign up in Apple Podcasts right in the app, or you can head to georgiefear.com slash podcast and sign up there. Unlock tons of more episodes, including my live recorded sessions. And if you have a question or you want to talk to me for the show, drop me an email, georgiefear at gmail.com. Until next time. <laughs>